What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Post to Post podcast. This week's episode is episode 52. My co-host Matthew and I are getting ready for the holidays. How you doing, Matt? Good? I'm doing good. Getting your Christmas shopping done? Uh, no. No, me either, dude. I'm just waiting on a paycheck that I don't think is coming. Nope. Same here. Same um, here. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, my God. That's a... Is it Mariah Carey? It's definitely not Mariah Carey. I think we I think we talked Mariah Carey last week and we said we hate that fucking song. Might be Frost of the Snowman. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a classic. I like Solid Last move. Christmas by Wham. Oh, Wham's a okay. good one. I yep. like Wham. Good move. Good move. Yeah, bro. But uh, we are ready to dive into some hockey this week. We had a small trade this week. Toronto traded Curtis Gabriel to Chicago for Chad Chris. Uh, not Chris Chad. This guy has two first names, so don't get it mixed up. Uh, Curtis Gabriel also has two first names. He's a six-six enforcer that can get into the heads of a bunch of players. Uh, we've seen that a lot last season on San Jose. He played 11 games last season with the Sharks. Uh, been up and down with the minor league team, uh, the Barracuda, and with the Marlies. Uh, Chad Chris has yet to play in the NHL. He's currently playing for the Marlies. Uh, I mean, Toronto eventually needed to open up some cap space, right? And a trade like this should be one of a handful for this organization. Yeah, we uh, we saw this coming. Well, not this trade uh, specifically, but a trade something like this was coming for Toronto with those big signs, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Tavares, those signs. They're going to have to open up some cap space. And it is part one of a lot of parts coming for uh, Toronto. And, I mean, they have two or three games in hands on a lot of these teams in their division, but they are in first place, 18-8-2 record. They have 38 points tied with Panthers and the Lightning. Um, so it, it is working for them, but I do think they need to get away from, you know, the big bruiser mentality. They do have Wayne Simmons, so Curtis Gabriel kind of seems like a little redundant having both of those guys on one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe make some room for some more skill on the back end. So. Right, right. Uh, in other news this week, uh, big news for Vegas. Jack Eichel is going to do everything but contact and should join the team in three weeks, so that's going to be awesome. Quick mm-hmm. turnaround after sitting out for what seemed like a whole season with Buffalo at yeah. this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we should see him in action against either Colorado or L.A. if we're looking at the schedule. That'll be good games for uh, for a little <clears throat> comeback. It's either a uh, tough team like Colorado or a uh, nice little easy team like L.A. Uh, I would say I would agree, but, I mean, L.A. put up a good fight the other day uh, against Dallas, I believe. I think they snapped their win streak, Yeah, too, you're right. Right, you're right, yep. Um, Anyways, moving on too. We did see a lot of tough hockey this week. The oh, Canadians. no, you're thinking Vegas. It was Vegas-Dallas that snapped their win streak. Uh, I think we'll have to check that one. I'm pretty sure it was L.A. Yeah. L.A. just beat someone that was a good contender, though. Hmm. Uh, I can I can dive into that. Hmm. Uh, we did have some tough hockey this week. Do you want to cover that while I check that out? Yeah, sure. So Canadians Alexander Romanov broke his nose during a play in Thursday's game versus the Avalanche. And went and got a cage for his face and finished the game, finished the rest of the game. And then also this week, uh, Seattle Kraken's coach Paul McFarlane took a puck off the head and took it like a champ, and he stayed on the bench. Looks like you got to be tough both on and off the ice Absolute in hockey now. sicko, dude. I love watching, like, you see there's a photo of Paul McFarlane, like, on the bench with, like, his forehead just, just bruised up, like, cut up. And God he's doesn't like, give a nope, shit. I'm back. I still, got, I still got a job to do. Okay, yeah, so you were right, though. Vegas snapped their streak on the 8th, but yesterday they played back-to-back nights. We're recording tonight for the listeners, uh, December 10th. It's Friday. Last night the Kings beat the Stars 4 to nothing after having their win streak snapped by the Golden Knights. So you oh, are correct, gotcha. my friend. Nice. But, yeah, I, I don't know where that one came from for L.A., too. Um, but hopefully they're crazy they're game, shit together. Way. Yeah, yeah. Dallas it was. looked like they were just gonna keep it going, and Vegas was like, no, 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 we got this. Yeah, I think Dallas was up four to two heading into ten minutes left in the third, and Vegas came back and won five to four. Yep, that was a crazy game. 
Um, but yeah, moving right along too. Mm-hmm. You want to hit the next thing? Yeah, it's, let's let's does it here. So <clears throat> there's been an issue with jerseys as of late. I mean, it's been a thing <clears throat> for a while, but as of late, we keep seeing more and more jerseys getting thrown on the ice. And uh, this is uh, respectful news. So Penguins Dumoulin picked up a Vancouver Canucks jersey that was thrown onto the ice and tossed back into the stands. Uh, normally you see this type of stuff coming from players of their own fans doing it, but this time it's a uh, Penguins player seeing a Vancouver jersey be like, all right, listen, we need some, we need to throw this back over the, over the stands for you. Yeah. Know, I thought that was kind of more I, of a classy move, I guess. I, I kind of, like, I kind of think that it needs to be taken out of the game. Like, it's the biggest overreaction there is, like, as a, as a fan. Like, honestly, if you look at it, like, a regular season game in the middle of December, like, you're going to throw your jersey on the ice? Like, it's a little fucking absurd. Yeah. And it's not like Vancouver isn't trying to make the right moves. We're going to get into it more later. But they're trying to turn the ship around and get things going. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I never like to see a jersey thrown on the ice. The only situation where I understand it, I guess is what I would say, is the John Tavares situation. Mm-hmm. But I still don't agree with Islanders fans, like, hating John Tavares like he's got to say whatever he can to stay on your good side for the time being he's not going to be like yeah I'm looking to get out of here because guess what he's going to get booed by his home crowd like a Jake DeBrusque right so he's gonna he at the time he had to say what he had to say to keep people happy and then when he left fucking Mm boohoo beat it it was a thing for Edmonton for a while because Edmonton was shit for a long time and it was a thing for like a season or two seasons where I feel like it was like every other game or every game there'd be some fan just pissed off throwing their jerseys on the ice. At one point I thought I saw two jerseys getting thrown on the ice. I'm like, I don't know, just that shit's going to get thrown out of the game, you know? Yeah, the like the, the other part I'll touch on too is people burning jerseys and putting pictures of it up, like videos. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so that's dumb. So like, dumb. If, if you ever think that you want to do that, just fucking go drop it off at like a shelter or some shit. Like do something good with it. What what good does burning a jersey do? Like way to go, buddy. Cool. Nice. Sick. Sick. Thanks. You still paid the money, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, dude. Reebok and Adidas really appreciate it. Cool. Yeah, you might as well take $200 and just fucking burn it in your front yard. Yeah. That's what you're doing, bud. Um, moving along to Ben Bishop on the Dallas Stars. Jumping back to them. He's been sent down to the AHL for conditioning, and Dallas is evaluating the trade market for 35-year-old Anton Hudobin, who hasn't really had the best start this year. No. Um, if Bishop does return, Dallas will have four goalies in Holpe, Jake Ottinger, Ben Bishop, and Anton Hudobin. They honestly have like the best setup for goaltending, but mm. I mean, you have all these assets. You definitely need to do something to move right. them. And surprisingly enough, like maybe that carousel isn't working for you. Thirteen, nine, and two. They're seven and three in their last ten, which is good. Yep. Slow start to the beginning of the season, but I do think that there needs to be something shifted to to open something up. Right. I think I, Hugh Dobin's been solid, but not this year. Not but, this year. But he has yeah. been. And I think, given with everything that's going on in the NHL and with teams, I think. They could sell high for Hudobin at this point. So right now, there's actually like no interest in Hudobin. They put him on the block, and people are like, "No." If if the entire league decides like we don't want Hudobin, the Stars have no choice but to sh- ship, ship one of the other three good goalies. You know what I mean? And I think that's the hardball game that they're trying to play with them. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Because they're like maybe like no, we don't want Hudobin, but we'll we'll take Ottinger, like a good prospect for the future. Right. Or like Holpe's kind of turned his game around. Bishop might need a change of pace, like. Bishop might get injured again. Yeah, like he always does. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the play that we're seeing. I think at the end of the day, we will see Hudobin move, but I don't know what they'll really get in return for him. Yeah. 
So. I brought this up mainly because I don't know if you said it on the podcast or you just said it to me, where you're just like, where's Ben Bishop been? And it was a great question. No, he said it on the podcast because I even said, yeah, he's been out injured. But it's kind of like a normal thing to say. And you're like, wait, how long has he been out? And literally this week, it came, the Dallas came out. as like, yeah, hey, he's back for conditioning. I was like, holy shit, ironic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's Hopi, Hudobin, Jake Ottinger, Bishop. I mean – it sounds really good on paper. It sounds really good. But then, like, you look at the season, and you're like, wow, this oh, is weird. Okay, yeah. Ottinger is more up and coming, I guess. Like, a, Yeah, he's got time. Yeah. Holpe, I think, solidified his spot as the starter for uh, Dallas, I would say. And I, I think just Bishop's injury thing has been an issue is, is really the only thing holding him back. Right. So. so I'd be curious what Dallas does, yeah. especially if any team even was just like, hey, okay, we'll give Hugh Doman a shot but yeah and i mean i think there's a lot of places he could fit in nicely you know yeah i, I could see him being arizona. I, I, yeah yeah absolutely yep. um i think arizona needs other things to focus on before goaltending i mean yeah, they have a lot of things yeah to focus on um but yes let's move on to uh okay never mind i was gonna say a better goalie but you know what he's he's having issues here too you want to do uh, the Flyers, bud? Yeah, so the Flyers and uh, Carter Hart uh, not looking so good. He's pulled after five goals on 15 shots against Tampa Bay this week. And after losing eight straight, which has now been extended to a franchise record of 10 straight games, Elaine Vigneault has been fired. Uh, assistant coach My- Michelle Therrien was also f- also fired, and Mike Yo will serve as the interim head coach. The Flyers are currently 7th in the Metropolitan Division and 24th in the league. Yeah, and Carter Hart's 34th in the league as a goalie, and last year we were talking about Carter Hart having a rough season. He had a rough go, and Flyers are just like, dude, you're a future. We need to uh, give you time and space. We need to figure things out, and yet again he's having another season where it's just kind of going lanky for him, but I think it's going lanky for the entire uh, organization. The entire yeah, team. I messaged one of my buddies who's a big Flyers fan, and the first thing he said was, like, we need to blow it up, and I was like, but I don't really think you do. Like, I don't understand, like, the end of last season, the Flyers are close. Like, they've been close for, like, five, ten years, right? Mm-hmm. They've made um, Eastern Conference Finals, I think, twice, or, or, like, one, no, they were one round away from the Conference Finals mm-hmm. twice. Like, they could have made it. They could have been something. They're close. Um, and then you see the dumb move last season of let's pick up the worst goaltender in the league in Martin Jones as the veteran guy to come in and almost back Carter Hart up and maybe hold his hand. or Yeah, help yeah. him out. Like, yep. I, I've said it before with the Omar talk that there's been 42 goalie transactions before the season even started. Like, why is why would the Flyers even think Martin Jones is the right idea? Yeah. Um, and then for him to say, like, blow it up, like – that sucks. Like, that's not what we want to see, you know? Like, I think definitely, like, top-down blow it up, but, like, the team, there's got to be something else we can do here. Um, and then to top it all off, man, a Philadelphia <laughs> police dog gets to come and check out the ice for some godforsaken reason. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. I, I thought know. it was a team dog. No. And the dog decides to take a shit at center ice on the logo. Like, yeah, so that's the, fucked up. There's three policemen and three team uh, police dogs, and uh, someone was recording it in the stands, and they zoomed in perfectly. Like, perfect timing of the dog just, like, dead center of the logo on the ice, just, like, squatting and just taking a nice little dump on the ice. Terrible and look. Just like, well. And Flyers just... fans have even resorted to changing their profile pictures on Twitter to a Flyers fan with a paper bag on his head. So, not not looking too good. I, I kind of thought that they would turn it around having uh, Hayes and Yandel on the same team, nice locker room chemistry, things like that. But it's just... Sucks to see, and I guess next year don't pick the Flyers to make the playoffs, and maybe something will happen because I am fucking cursed. 
Is there a team that's like... I feel like every every episode we've been doing so far, I feel like there's no in-between. Uh, for the teams right now the NHL, you are doing either really good or you are being, like, terrible this season. And I can't think of a team that's really in-between right now. I feel like the Blues, I, I wouldn't even say they're in the middle, though. They've kind of turned it around. They're getting there. Yeah. Like, they're they're one of the better teams in their division. Like, the Jets are kind of middle, middle ground. And, I mean, I'm cheating. I'm looking at the fucking schedule, but... I mean the standings. I I think you're absolutely right though. Like there is like a dividing line of good and bad. Bad, yeah. you know. And then for the standings too, for the whole league, um, Minnesota fucking flew up to second out of nowhere too. Out of nowhere, they went on a heater. I think Kaprasov was like most points scored in the league, but after this date until today or some shit like that, some dumb stat. But he is hot right now. He's looking really good, putting the team on his back. Hot, 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 hot. Um. Okay, I'll I'll jump into this if you want. Uh, more sad news. We're gonna jump back into the Vancouver Canucks after Dumoulin's. By uh, the reason why Dumoulin had to pick up the jersey off the ice. So <coughs> the Vancouver Canucks fire GM Jim Benning and head coach Travis Green. They have hired Bruce Boudreau as head coach. Uh, his resume has 14 seasons, 984 games, with a 567 to 302 record. Uh, he's had 10 playoff appearances with 43-47 and 47 record. Uh, Vancouver wins their first game under Boudreaux versus L.A. for nothing. Uh, Jim Rutherford uh, was hired as president of hockey operations for Vancouver and will also act as GM until he finds one. Uh, well, I- ironically, too, uh, Bruce Boudreaux's first career NHL goal was against Jim Rutherford on uh, March 2nd, 1977. It's all, all irony right now. Yeah, it is kind of weird to see. You don't usually see goalies as president of hockey ops, too, so that's kind of cool. Um, Yeah, I think think this is the right move. Boudreaux has the track record, you know, the resume, and hopefully things will go well for him. Do you know where he was coaching before? Before I this, I can't remember. I'll look at the like you literally say the name Bruce Boudreaux, and I have the face, and I have Washington Capitals like right there too. Yeah, I think that's the last. Oh, was it? Uh, and then what? He was just been out basically. Like, was it Minnesota? Could have been, but it's interesting to see. Like, do they just pick these coaches up off of another team? They're just like, yeah, I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna go over these guys. You know, <laughs> um, hilarious clip. Like the first week back of Boudreaux, like in an interview, the hot mic there, and he's he's done with the interview. He's like, yep, all right, guys. He goes to get up, and old man status like me he goes, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So funny, dude. Classic. And I think you sent me another clip when he was coaching the Capitals of him just like f bomb every other word in the locker room, just like f this, f that, get it together, you're effing, effing this. I'm like, oh man, that's great. I love watching it. It's just like at the same time, Bruce, like he's 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 just sounds too nice of a guy, and as like a coach that needs to be strict at that time, like it was like every other word was f bomb, but like he was. Messing like words up too because he's yeah, trying to he's be so nice flustered. doing it. Yeah, he's just so <laughs> flustered. We're just like, uh, I'm sure the guys at the end of the whole speech were like, uh, okay, let's go out there, let's go have fun. He goes, you, you fucking, you got one shot before you win, and let's fucking go out there. Uh, like, yeah, it was kind of on, kind of a crazy speech. Go on, Bruce. Like, All right, you got this, bud. Uh, moving right along, we're staying north of the border here. Toronto versus Winnipeg. We had a little bloodbath the other night. Ugh. Neil Pionk has now been suspended for two games for a knee-to-knee hit on Rasmus Sandin. And in the same game, like 
almost immediately after Jason Spezza sp- suspended six games for kneeing Neil Pionk in the face. Pionk had no stick. He laid down on the ice to try and like push the puck out of his own with his hand. He does, but then Spezza just leans into him with like a shin pad to the face, dude. Mm. Terrible. Uh, the NHLPA has filed an appeal on behalf of Spezza on the suspension. And lastly, on this game, uh, Wayne Simmons was fined twenty-two, or sorry, two thousand two hundred fifty for cross-checking Jansen Harkins um, off one of the face-offs. So, kind of a, a nuts game, kind of crazy. That was old school hockey. That was that was one of those games where you say, "I, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke yeah, out." It was one of sure. those. We, we were watching the highlights before uh, doing this, just to you know get fr- have it fresh, and like it was just so funny because. Something would happen after the play going down to the other end, and like the play would stop, and you would just see every guy just like like shit. Here we go again. Yeah. Let's skate back to the other end. Like shaking their head on the shit. way down. Like, God damn it! Yeah, here we go again. But yeah, it's just <laughs> here's a problem with those type of games, though. One, you love it as a fan to see all the fights and like the like all the action, but as a player, like the blood's flowing through you, you're just pissed off, you're not thinking, you get these knee to knees, you get the knees to the face, you get like you get pissed off and you get the Wayne Simmons cross jack. Like it just it starts to get really dirty on both sides. And that's when it's uh that's when it's we're talking about it on the podcast and then we're like, eh, don't don't like this too much. Fines and suspensions yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. We got more bad news out of Toronto too. Mitch Marner is now expected to miss three to four weeks with a shoulder injury. In practice the other day, he was bumped by Jake Muzzin, and the injury is actually worse than they originally thought. So that's going to be a tough loss for the Maple Leafs, who are actually sitting at the top of their division right now, I believe. I don't think it's going to affect them that much, but I'm sure they'll, <laughs> they'll definitely miss him, you know? I mean, I think it will, like top top three forward out of the lineup. Um, I mean, they have three games in hand, and they're tied for first, so you could see them slip. I mean, it's only going to affect them down to three. Ready for this one? The top three <laughs> teams have 38 points. Yep. The fourth-place team has 29. Jesus. So that you're right. It's probably not going to affect them, and yeah. that team is Detroit. That yeah. division is shit, man. Ready? Shit. Ready? So it's the top three of 38. Detroit and Boston have 29-28. And then after that, it's 19-15 and 15 with – Sabres, Canadians, and Senators. So, <laughs> I think they're they're pretty safe right now. But we'll we'll see where the rest of it plays out. Yeah. You know, Toronto's just gonna ease through into the playoffs and then probably get knocked out first round. Yeah, by huge. by who? Detroit, man. Like if you think about it like that, like these five teams at the bottom aren't looking so good. The Bruins are the only ones that are really like threatening right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't Ugh. know. That, that division. Is Kids just... are all right in Detroit though. Detroit's starting to look good. Uh, Moritz Cider. And who's the other kid? There's one other young kid that's doing really well. Put you oh, on the spot. Oh, Cider and um, I can't remember the name. They're doing really well. They're doing with really points, well. Though. Yep. Fuck. I'm mad that I can't remember that. You know, oh, take it from here. Too. Yeah. Uh, our boy, our big lad here, Tuka Rask, was placed as an e-bug for Boston uh, this Monday. Uh, signs that he is coming back. Uh, signs that uh, we Sonk. might be hearing more news about this later, about maybe a possible signage for Tuka. Um, which makes this whole Allmark signing more and more dumb the more and more this... Why? It, it doesn't, it doesn't, though, because you want Swayman down the minors and to develop. Yeah, I don't know, but would you... Hey, all right, here's another... Here's another to add to the Carter Hart and... Um, Martin Jones. Martin Jones situation. Now you have Tuka Rask, who's a veteran, uh, one of the best veterans out there, with Swayman. You think Tuka Rask be teaching Swayman, like, you know, the ropes and shit and, like, teaching him for the NHL? Yeah, but you're not going to pay another goalie three mil to go play in the minors. Like, he's just going to want to go play somewhere else. 
We didn't pay Omar three mil to send him down and leave Swayman up. Swayman's going back down. That's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, you, you know. Yep. Uh, I mean, they did the same shit to Tuca before. Like every time he came up, you're like, he's such a good goalie. Why did you? Why? Like they kept throwing him down to like mature. That might be what the fuck they do. You know why he had to mature? Because he's fucking throwing milk crates on the ice. Guy was a lunatic. <laughs> he got it together mentally, I guess, but he still collapses in big games. He just doesn't fucking throw shit. We're going to get into actually skate issues later. I, for- I forgot about that. We're going to get into skate issues later. Do you remember when he threw the fucking skate blade? Yeah. At, I think he threw it like towards the ref, basically at him. Well, too. Was <laughs> he was nuts. pissed because he let up a goal and because the skate blade popped out. And he's mad that the ref didn't blow yeah, the whistle. Yeah, he's like, hold it. Like, the hey, ref knows I, the rules. A, yeah, he's just like, I don't. I, yeah, it's not. You could. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Do not give a shit. Um, yeah, so more information on Tuga hopefully coming soon. I, I'll be curious what Boston does. But knowing that sound with Olmark, I have very, very little hopes with uh, whatever decision they make. Why? You want them to sign Tuca, right? I want them to sign Tuca. Well, there you go. They're going to sign Tuca, and then Omar's you back up, and now you're happy. Okay. No? No. I want Omar out. Fucking trade him. Get rid of him. Jesus, dude. Get rid of the whole team. I'm done. Fire okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we have the Scout Crack, and they wore special jerseys in honor of Indigenous Peoples Night. The logo, sorry, the logo was created by local Carrick artist Fox Biz, whose focus has been reinterpreting Carrick basket art into modern-day mediums. The Carrick are one of the largest tribes in Cali, located in the upper northwest corner of the state. These are very nice. I love the style. Um, I'll jump right into the next one, too, because the Vegas Golden Knights also had warm-up jerseys for the Hispanic Heritage Night. And uh, both these jerseys just looked phenomenal. I loved I the style. I wasn't really into San Jose's. I'm sorry, Seattle's. Seattle. But um, I did think that it's awesome that they're really leaning into the indigenous tribes of the area with the salmon toss and now these jerseys. So it's cool for them to pay respects to that. Yeah. Um, this, the Vegas Hispanic Heritage Night was awesome, too. I don't know if you noticed. They actually changed the center ice logo as well. Like the backdrop behind the Vegas Golden Knights logo had like a... Hispanic, you know, like artwork for it. Yeah, yeah, like that. But my favorite one, I think it was two or three years ago now, San Jose had awesome ones that were uh, Hispanic Heritage Heritage Night, but they said Los Tiburones on it, which is Spanish for sharks, and I thought they were fucking sick. Oh, shit. Those were dope. Oh, that's the most you sent me. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Those were awesome. I think those were like 2019, 2018 time. They do a hell of a job with those... uh... I just love what they do with those, like those warm-up jerseys, and some of them just like the Vegas and uh, the Seattle Kraken jerseys. Like, why don't you wear them all game, man? Why? That's that what I think too. Up, I know? don't know if it's like a rule thing. Like, here's your two. Like, you have to have two jerseys, and here's your alternate. Yeah. But like, I wish that they could use like the hockey fights cancer jerseys in a game, or like the military appreciation night jerseys, right. or the St. Patrick's Day ones, and like, just wear them all game. Yeah, I think that'd be cool, yeah. and like. It's not really that hard to schedule around. Like, the away team's going to wear white, so, like, we're home. We're going to do what we want to, you right. know? I don't know. And um, I can't remember what organization it went to, but after the warm-ups, uh, people can uh, put in bids. Yeah, they money, auction all those jerseys auction off. Auction all those jerseys off. And the money for the Seattle Kraken uh, indigenous ones went to uh, some indigenous uh, organization uh, to raise money for them. So That's pretty cool. It, yeah, it was just all around great. Um, I, yeah, I uh, it's just more. What's the word I'm thinking of here? Like uh, bringing in, like accepting, so fucking word like of communities opening up for communities into like the hockey world. You Diversity. 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's going to hit me. <laughs> you're like, no, but uh, I'll tell not, you, yeah. <laughs> just, you're going to be saying something like, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, do it, dude. If you think of it, I'm not going to fucking think of it. Shit. Uh, and then also news, we also have Devin Dubnik, who signed a professional tryout with the Charlotte Checkers, which is the Carolina Hurricanes AHL team. Uh, they played five games for Colorado. Sorry, he played five games for Colorado last year with a three to two, three point two six GAA and point eight eight six save percentage after being traded by San Jose last season, where he went three and nine. Uh, Doobie's been Doobie 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 Doo man. Like he's been around for a while. He's the Minnesota Wild big boy back in the day. I don't know if he's gonna end up like another uh, Craig Anderson in a sense. It, it's so weird to see because you have Cam Talbot. And um, Kapo Kakinen with the Wild right now. Mm. And you see how well they're doing. And then you look back and you think, hey, wait a minute. Like, Darcy Kemper played really well with the Wild. And, hey, wait a minute. Devin Dubnik played really well with the Wild. And they've gone fucking nowhere. But, like, those two guys were studs, like, all-star contending goalies. And you're kind of seeing the same thing in Minnesota now. And it's like, once they're out of there, what the fuck's going on? Like, why? Why? This guy's going to have a tryout with an AHL team. Why? Why all of a sudden? If I could pick... For the Bruins to have Omar or Dubnik, I'd pick Dubnik. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But because he just wasn't playing well for San Jose, and then went to Colorado, wasn't playing well. Like for some reason, he just clicked with the Wild. Who? Uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot again. But who were the two goalies in Colorado last season? It was Grubauer and it was Philip Grubauer, Varlamov, right? And then I think he was, was with the Islanders Dubnik. last season. Oh yeah, you're right. It was uh, yeah. But, so it was Philip Grubauer and it was uh, Devin Dubnik then. I don't think so. He only played five games, so there was a third guy. But either way, like I think I'm that's the issue was there's a guy that's better than Dubnik to like to play ahead of him behind Grubauer. Yeah, and now he's kind of SOL. Grubauer was gone. Yeah, and, but now he's SOL to play with like try out for an AHL try team just it. because of where he was stuck with Colorado. Right. So Kind of interesting. I don't know. I, I just think it's weird. And it just brought me back to the whole – the reason why I brought up Craig Anderson, too, is because he was a fucking stud for Ottawa. And uh, now all of a sudden, like, he's got the professional triad for um, Montre- was it the Montreal Canadiens uh, during the whole COVID season. Remember that? Wasn't it the um, Capitals? Oh, it was the Capitals. Capitals, Sorry, right. He ended Capitals. up getting signed. Yep. But I think the difference there is age. Like, Devin Dubnik still has a lot of potential and a lot of ways to go. Yeah. Like, Anderson's game has slipped because of his age and, and you know, yeah. time and – playing for the Senators. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I totally see the comparison. I just think it's like one one guy's stock could be going up and the other one's guy's it's, it's age. It's definitely going to go down, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, but we have some updates on my boy Trevor Zegras. He has joined Matthew Barzell, Artemi Panarin, and Patrick Kane as the only rookies in the last 25 years to record multiple assists in three straight games, which is kind of surprising to me. Like, you would think that some, some other rookie would have done it by now. You know what I mean? Right. Um, all three of those players, actually, Barzell, Panarin, and Kane, had gone on to win the Calder Cup their year. And uh, Z has six goals, 15 assists this season already. And he had that fucking amazing lacrosse pass to Sonny Milano. He faked like he was going to do a Michigan man and just, like, tapped it over the net. And Milano actually really, really good hand-eye to bat that thing home. Buffalo, though, shit doesn't go right there. Like It doesn't go right at all If there. any team is going to get scored on by that, it's them. But then you see the replay of it where... <laughs> Nobody is pressing Zegris, which makes sense because he's behind the net. You kind of like give him a little space, but the set. They, I think they must be on a power play. There's four Sabres guy, like not diamond style, but just in front of the net. One guy is like with Milano, but not tying his stick up, which allows him to bat it in. The other three just fucking watch, just like stand there, mouth open, just like fucking Zegris after he scored it. Like, 
bunch of seagulls. Like, what are you doing? I, it brings I, I me back to it. that Instagram post I, I put up. I'm like, why are you guys still doing this shit? Yeah. Apparently I, the social media it, team hasn't checked out my post yet. Yeah, They're no like, shit. Hey, Maybe hey. tag him again. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, I think Zegris for the Calder, and I'm going to put my money on. We're going to get to it later. Fox to repeat for the Norris. I was actually going to bring out Fox, too. Which uh, which repeat doesn't happen too often. No, not at all. Uh, Trevor Zegers and the uh, the Ducks have been uh, your boys uh, this Telling season. you, dude, next 10 years, they're getting a cup. I'll say it every episode until they do. I want to write that down, too. Yeah, do it. Next set set an years. alarm in your phone for 10 years from now. <laughs> not 2031. Uh, I think it's going to happen. Think so? I think so. And I think if... So the reason I say that is because like look where, look how they're set up like John Gibson is a really good fucking goalie and they build from the back out like they got they got the future right there in front of them. I think another team to compare is Detroit. I think Detroit's in the same boat. Uh Nedeljkovic if he can like turn into like an actual stud in the NHL. Mm-hmm. That's another team that could probably get one in the next I would say more closer to 15. Yeah. But I think uh I think those two teams are the the youth's looking good there so Okay, I'm with you. No, you're not. You fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to do this one? Oh, yeah, buddy. This is my boy right here. This is your boy. Oh, my God. I was all over social media yesterday. I was flat. The other night, I was, whoa. My boy, Marc-Andre Fleury, man, breaking records over here. Uh, Fleury played his 900th game this week, making him the eighth goalie in NHL history to reach that milestone. Uh, he also got his 500th win. Um, the 500th win made him the third goalie in NHL history to ma- hit that milestone, right below Marty Bodoro with 691 and Patrick Waugh with 551. Um, so with, so yeah, so that's for the wins. What, and- while you're there, do you think he'll hit 551 and pass it? That's probably going to be another two seasons or a season and a half at least. Might be another season and a half. And this, the whole post Vegas thing was iffy too, because you're like. He got Chicago somehow got him, and even in an interview, like before he went to Chicago, he's like, "Do you want to keep playing?" And he was like iffy on it. Oh yeah, cause yeah, that was the rumors that like he was like, "Oh, I might sit this season out." Yeah, so I don't know what will happen. I guess we'll see post this season. But if he does sign with another team after this season, uh, I could see him uh, tying or maybe beating Patrick Wall, maybe putting Marty Budo and Mark Andre Fleury like at the tops, uh, but. To put him, put Mark on your floor in a list for games played, with which was 900 or now over 900. You have Monty Bodor with 1,266 games played, Roberto Luongo with 1,044, Patrick Waugh with 1,029, and then he, from there down, you got Terry Sawchuk, Ed Belfour, Curtis Joseph, Glenn Hall, and Mark on your So he's another player entering an elite group of players that. Um, I love it. I feel like every episode so far for the past, like, at least five or six, man, we always talk – we're talking about a player that's just, like, entering these, like, elite groups for some stat in the league. So I was so happy that Flurry got it. Uh, the, uh, one thing I love, too, about this, too, that, one, it was a shutout for that 500th win. Um, and so they they won 2 nothing in Canada versus uh, Montreal uh, – versus the Canadians. And I loved that – at the end of the game, 
all the Canadians fans, even though they were losing, having a rough season, they're yeah. all chanting Flurry and at yeah, the end giving him awesome. a standing ovation. And I absolutely love that. So much respect from the Canadians fans. And I can't remember if I said this on the podcast last week. Yeah, I did say this on the podcast because we were talking about the uh, which Canadian team would you want. Mm. And I was saying how to, when you go up there with any Bruins game with like Toronto or Montreal, they give you shit. But like you love that. It's just like. You know, it just shows you how big of a fans they are. Just for like hockey and stuff, like just great people in general, and it really showed so much class, like uh, the Montreal Canadiens fans for doing that. Yeah, that was that was awesome to see. It was really crazy to see him actually get a shutout with the Blackhawks against the Canadians. Um, yeah, on the night of that, that was win. huge. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this: I was just thinking about this in my head. Who do you think is the next like longest tenured goalie that's like up with those Hall of Famers? You know what I mean, like. I would have said Lundqvist, but he's not in the league anymore. Not anymore. There's Flurry. There's Holpe. Holpe, uh, Holpe's been in the league for a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think he's like there. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not with Flurry and Lundqvist. When it comes to like, I'm not talking to like great. I'm just talking like, league yeah, forever. yeah. I'm thinking like a long tenured, like someone that has a good resume. Like, do I want to say Tukaras? I don't think Tukaras. That's what I was thinking too. Like he's with Holpe in that same category. Who's another goal that's been here late? I feel like a bunch of goalies now. It's been it's changed like so Bobrov- much. Bobrovsky's probably that same area with yeah. Rask and Holpe. It's just weird. There's to gonna see. be there's gonna be a gap in between this. Like I don't think right now. Yeah, and then I'm, like five years from now, there'll be a bunch of them. There'll be a bunch of them. You think? Yeah. yeah. But for me, I think I think the reason for that gap is gonna be the one A one B that we've talked about because it it with Flurry and like even like Holpe, Rask and and Bobrovsky, you initially saw like here's your starter, here's your backup, and that's why. Flurry's able to rack up all these wins. And then when it starts to transition to you got Matt Murray behind you, you got this guy behind you kind of thing, we need to cut your games back. Yeah, you know. Oh, you know what? Maybe <clears throat> Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck plays 90% of the Winnipeg Jets games. They just that, keep putting That's another him guy in. that's like five years from now, though, right? Like yeah. a John Gibson, too. Yeah. I'd put him with the next five years. Connor Hellebuck is shocking. The more I look into him, dude, look up his stats for like. Oh, Winnipeg what about Quick? Jets. I bet Quick. Maybe quick. Quick's yeah. the next one. Quick's another one. It sucks that LA has started to suck so bad because yep. he probably could have been. He w- I think he will be Hall of Fame as well with the cups that he won with LA. But like, it, it just he he can't be as tenured as Flurry when the team isn't that good. Right after right. the cups, you know, it's like those post two Stanley Cups. The LA was just like, all right, let's uh, not be as good anymore. Yeah, and and Crawford's gone. Like, if you're thinking about like winning a bunch of cups, it was Crawford, Flurry, and Quick, right? with the guys that won, like, a yep, bunch of cups. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, just thought it was an interesting side piece to think about. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Could 1A, 1B, so just, like, even out everything. So, like, mm-hmm. these, yeah, you're right. So these goalies are just, like, you have, like, your main goalie and just, like, this okay, The backup would be in when you're tired decent, kind of thing. Yeah, that you're just like, all right, we could blow this one, just fucking throw you off there. But, yeah, yeah you got a good point. Kind of so, yeah, right. like Adam Huska coming up for the New York Rangers the other night. Did you see that game? No, I didn't. I believe they got shelled. I think it was Colorado 6-2. to two. Adam Huska had to get called up, I believe. Just, uh, fuck, I always get it mixed up. It's not Shesterkin, it's the other one. No, it is Shesterkin, It is Shesterkin. Fucking Sorokin, Shesterkin, fucking Sorokin Ilya. is New York. Ilya and Igor and, and fucking, fucking Russia. <laughs> uh, so I think Shesterkin was injured. Georgiev was out for some reason. They called up this guy, Adam Huska, to play for the Rangers. Um, it was good to see him get his first game, but it didn't go so well. 6-2 loss to the Colorado Avalanche, uh, and the team actually left, left him in for the whole game. So it was tough to see that, but while we're talking Rangers, they— I was going to say— 
perfect. Yeah, you like that? Yep, I love it. They have 17 wins in the last 20 in their first 24 games, which is the most in franchise history. So, uh, to start the sorry, I fucking read that like shit. The fir- <laughs> through the first 24 games of the season, they've won 17, and that's the most in franchise history to start a season. Right. Um, which is awesome, man. New York Rangers has been around for how long? Original six. Yeah. Right. It, any anytime you see like a new franchise record set for these old teams, it's like, damn, that's really cool. And then I see something for like the Preds, and I'm like, that's sick, buddy. You've been around for like 30 years. That's I don't really care. Cool, yeah, who cares? But uh, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Rene and Koivu getting their numbers retired, like Minnesota. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. haven't it's really been around man. that long. Yeah. So <laughs> it's cool to see them get retired because they should. But it's yeah. like first guy to ever get retired. They're like, great, cool. Yeah. Um, but jumping into Adam Fox, he's in the lead for back-to-back Norris trophies. He has 27 points as a D-man. Victor Hedman has tried with him in Tampa with 27. Roman Yossi and John Carlson both have 24, and Aaron Ekblad has 23. Pop quiz, what team is Roman Yossi on? Uh, National Predators. No, he got traded. Right, didn't he? No. Or am I wrong? Roman Yossi's on the National Predators, but Oh, fuck. I, I was trying to blow you up with that one. It's sonked, bro. Look at you. Look at you yeah, Google that checking shit. Checking it out. I yep. thought he got traded, bro. Hey, you are thinking you're smarter than me, and I would say 75 out of 100 times, you're right, but not this time. Why not three out of four? I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to give out bigger numbers here to make you seem less inferior to well, me. Well, here's an update for you. The Rangers franchise is now valued as hockey for, hockey's first $2 billion team. How about that? Hit you with some fucking education. Very Some education. fucking facts. Some, some numbers. F-A-X facts. Facts. Give me that fax number, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, so we had some crazy news with Jacob Truba on the New York Rangers, too. This this was kind of wild. Like, past three, four nights, he's just been lighting people up. So Truba had a big hit on Jujar Kyra of Edmonton, and he actually had to be taken to the hospital on a stretcher. So this was really tough to see. It was a clean hit. It was a strong hit. It was scary to watch, but Kyra had his head down, breaking the puck out of the defensive zone, and the second he looked up, Truba's shoulder was in his head. And he before he even hit the ice, you could see he was out cold. He's laying on the ice, ha- eyes rolling back into the back of his head. Fucking crazy to that, see. That was another scary situation. <laughs> I hate it was to like see that shit. Slow mo is even worse. Yeah, uh, you just because you're slow mo is good in a way for you to see how everything came to be. And slow mo for that hit was just like okay, his head's down, and then like the hit happened, and he got him so good. That, like, mid-air, when he was falling back, he was just knocked out. There was just, like, nothing he there could do about it, There was nothing left. And he was, like, stiff as a board when he hit the ice, which I think means Gross. his body's just in shock, right? Yeah, like, his arms were locked up, it like, just vertical. just locked up, Nuts. and it wasn't like Jonathan Tavares where he just flops, but yeah. it was another – yeah, it was a scary situation. He had both teams surrounding him on the ice, uh, which means which means everything that all the players care about, with, you know, yeah. each other. But it was just it was rough to see. And now the next night, uh, it is New York Rangers versus Colorado. He nailed McKinnon with his head down in the defensive zone, and then Landeskog came to back him up, like kind of like a what the fuck, like I'm gonna like you don't hit my guy like that. Yeah. But it was the same situation as Kyra, but McKinnon didn't like obviously fucking like get KO'd. Um, I think McKinnon did go off the ice to get his head checked out because it was very similar hits. It was nuts. And then tonight, Truba had a really good hit on Skinner on Buffalo. This was in his own defensive end, uh, Truba's, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Skinner goes to get back at Truba, which is funny. He goes over and like starts shoving him and shit. And then as they skate like along the benches, Keandre Miller comes over and backs his boy up, puts Ki- Skinner over the bench a little bit. <laughs> I think Reeves grabbed him and like it gets all you know rough and tough. Um, Skinner gets pissed, complains to the ref, 
And, like, it was kind of funny, actually. When Skinner got pushed over the bench and he saw Reeves grabbing him, like, the second that that was an option, he went, I, I gotta go back to the bench. went right I, to I his bench go. and got a yeah. change. But he gets pissed. Reeves' face was oh, just yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> he gets pissed and complains to the ref. And this is the funniest thing, dude, because he's yelling at the ref, swearing and shit. And the ref, you can hear it loud and clear. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so the refs the refs don't give a shit anymore, man. They'll fucking give it back. Well, I said, we're we're said, picking it up left and right. told him to go fuck off. Yeah. Nuts, oh, dude. So good. And it's so funny because the announcers are just like, oh. Should, should, yeah, oh, shouldn't they, be in this camera. They so try they're, they're trying to over talk it. over it, and he goes, oh, I don't want to hear this. It just doesn't end, though. But, no, the ref was so fucking loud. He was, like, you can hear you can hear Skinner just like, that should have been a penalty. And he, yeah. I, can't, I don't know what the ref said because he was talking, but I think he said, I gave you – it must have been like I gave you one earlier. And then he just – you can hear early. him say – Like that go, means anything. Like it means anything. <laughs> and uh, you can just hear the ref go, now fuck off, and just <laughs> skates away. Savage. <laughs> I love it. So good. We got um, some social media scandal here that we're going to cover real quick. And this is going to be – we're going to lay it out there, and we are actually going to give our own opinions on it, I think, because yeah. I, I, we, we each feel a different a, a way about it at least. I don't right. know about different or not. So Nashville Predators have had a social media issue, and you see online all the time the social media accounts ribbing each other doing shit, and fans interact, obviously, you know? So a fan tweets at the Nashville Predators. I, they must have tweeted something, and like the fan responded. He said, "It's got to suck for your city to be uh, sorry. It's got to suck for your city's name to rhyme with Trashville." And Nashville tweets back, which I think is totally fine. Mm-hmm. I just know someone that lives lives in Detroit didn't say something, and social media went fucking crazy. Like, you can't say this. This is basically racist. Like, you should be canceled for this for so I making got, fun of someone for living in poverty. I got two examples of that. You want me to say that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so someone named Trev said, oh, let me say it. Let me let me say what they said again. So someone named Trev said, I just know someone that lives in Detroit and say something comes close to saying the N-word, which is fucking mind-boggling to me. And then you have Danielle at For the Bookish said, really, this is still a thing that's happening? Just say you're a racist and go. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, Carolina's been doing this forever. People want them to delete the the tweet, but, like, if this said, like, I just know that someone that lives in Montreal didn't say something, like, any other city, like, I guess Chicago, if if you're going to pull the race card, like, yeah, there's there's a heavily like you know minority population in those cities. Yeah, and yeah, there is a high poverty line there, but it's nothing to do with that. It's the it's fact like that you're a Red Wings fan and you're from Detroit, so I'm gonna shit on you for it because right. I'm in Nashville. Right. So I, I don't understand what the issue is. Nothing about this has to do with race or At poverty all. or just anything outside of you're from Detroit. I'm from Nashville, and I'm gonna shit on you because I'm. We're talking hockey. Right. It's just a fucking it. sport. Like, yeah, it's okay for someone to come up and be like, Trashville, that rhymes with, uh, sorry, Trashville rhymes with Nashville. And you expect them like, not to say anything? I'm like, cool, dude, you're from fucking Detroit. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally get the clap back, but like, I, I just. In no way, shape, or form you're is just this like, racist. You're just jumping to conclusions about it. It's literally like, just your read it for what so it is. And that's, that's the hard part about. Anything that's in writing, you you don't actually understand what the person means by it. There's yeah. many ways to misconstrue something when it's written or over text, because if it's verbally said, you would totally understand that he's saying it's about hockey, it's about the Red Wings, and you should get that because the fucking account is the Nashville Predators account. Right. It's not about anything other than hockey. Right. And I just thought this was really it, dumb it was to just, see. It was so dumb, and I, I they're trying to like cancel people for things that aren't. 
to be canceled. To for be it. canceled for. I don't know. They're just like, how is the tweet still up? I'm like, because it's not racist. That's it's why. It's not about it's that. Not about you're you're making it about that by saying that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're picking apart something and making it something else when it's not. You know. And I feel like we are gonna get canceled for fucking doing this, but it's like. I don't know. Fuck this is you. just our opinions on it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess we should just leave it because it, it is kind of controversial, and I get it. But it's like none of this was about that, and yeah. people make it about that, and now they're canceled. Yeah. Like one thing that kind of just got me too was the whole Danielle thing when she said, "Really, this this is still a thing that's happening." Just say racist ago. I'm like, we have done several things on racism in the hockey community. We just talked about Mark Carners and what he's gone through. That's actual but racism. She, but Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, why are we gonna go with that? Because she's not wrong. There, there's a ton of racism in the hockey community. Oh no, she's see, right. I'm just know? talking about this she's specific com- thing. She, this specific has nothing thing. To do with that, this has you know? nothing to do with it, right? Yeah. So it's just I, I don't know. Where's the, where's where's the social media presence for all the shit we've talked about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's our opinions, and don't I'm cancel us for them. Sticking, I'm sticking my guns for that. Don't cancel us for them. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, wanna wanna do this? What is this next one? Sweetness. Kind of, kind of getting parched over here. All right, you get another one. I'll do. I'll do <laughs> sweetness over here. Me? Uh, I'm sweetness. Yeah, you're. you're yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I want to say sweetness. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, so where did I leave off? Here we go. So. Louis Erickson hits his 1,000 games played milestone. He's played for Dallas, Boston, Vancouver, and now Arizona. The reason why I brought up Sweetness is because his nickname in, I think, Arizona is called Sweetness. He's got a cool little shirt. I think the team made for him that's called Louis Sweetness Erickson. Why, though? I fucking have no idea. No, but you got to know. I got to know. If you don't know, like, why are we talking about it? Because I, it just maybe he's a sweet guy, maybe he's just maybe he's got sweet hands. Kidding. I have no fucking idea I either. Have no it's fucking idea. weird. I, I don't like that nickname too much. It, it is what it is, you know. But congratulations to him, um, Louis Erickson. I can't believe he's been around for that long. I actually forgot he played for Boston. Because uh, every time I hear Louis Erickson, I do think I do have like a Vancouver Canucks logo image that pops really? in my head. I go Dallas. It. I think Dallas before it. Really? Yeah. Vancouver comes up. But, yeah, congratulations to him. Oh, and uh, let's do this one next. Arizona. Because, well, speaking about Arizona, uh, they are in some heat, some trouble. Is that what we want to say? Some hot water. Some hot water. Um, they... Uh, okay, here we They're go. They're going to jail for tax evasion. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> it. And this is the last episode we're going to talk about. Tax Arizona. evasion's a hard-ass crime, bro. If you go to jail for tax evasion, you're the man. You're done. <laughs> Henry David Thoreau shit, dude. <laughs> so, the Arizona, uh, Arizona Coyotes have until 5 p.m. on December 20th to pay the outstanding arena invoices and taxes from 2020 and 2021. If they don't, they will be locked out of Gia River Arena, which equals out to $1.3 million in unpaid taxes. Which uh, is kind of nuts when the team, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, is only valued at $400, 400 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So the Coyote statement, which was two days ago, 
said, we have already launched an investigation to determine how this could have happened, and initial indications are that it appears to be the result of an unfortunate human error. Regardless, we deeply regret the inconvenience this has caused. We will make sure by tomorrow morning the Arizona charities have current are current on all of the bills and taxes, and we will take immediate steps to ensure nothing like this happens again. Uh, they still haven't paid anything. So, uh, and so since they still haven't paid anything and they got locked out, uh, here's another little bit of information for you Wait, guys. With they did get locked out. No. If they get locked out, because uh-huh. they still haven't paid anything. Yeah. They have until the two 20th, days ago. Right? They're just like by tomorrow morning, yeah. which was yesterday. We'll have it figured out, and they still haven't. But they, paid. they have till the twentieth, right? But they still have the twentieth. Okay. Yep. Um, so if they do get, which I doubt. I don't know. I don't know what Arizona's thinking, but uh, if they do get locked out, uh, they plan to build a new arena in Tempe, Arizona, but it won't be ready until at earliest 2025. So those those were the um, building plans we talked about uh, earlier. earlier that were yeah. like too close to the airport kind of thing and check yeah. it out. Yeah. But that's that's pretty cool. So we talked about the time frame. Like, there's no way it's going to be done by next season or the season after. So no. it's cool to see four years is is like a you know an Actual early time timeline. Frame. Yep. But uh, yeah, what do you think? Um, I, I, um, I don't know. Again, they, two days ago, there's an investigation. I'm sure it takes a little while to get stuff like this done. 1.3 mil for a 400 mil team. I don't know. Is that a lot? Um, I mean, that's their, that's their like at, at the time valuation kind of thing. I think worst case scenario, if the 20th comes and they're like, shit, we don't have it. I think the NHL will bail them out and like, here's the money for the taxes and everything. Now you you owe us later. Now you owe us. Pay us later kind of thing. And if we move you, like, you know, that kind of shit. Like, Maybe the NHL ends up owning the team, which which has happened before in the past. Right. Like where the league actually owns a team. I mean, we talked about this before, too. I didn't put this in, but uh, Gary Bettman talked and said in January of next year is when he's going to go up to Quebec and talk about bringing back the um, – well, we're assuming the Nordiques. Mm-hmm. And with that said, we're thinking – Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's a possibility. I, I don't really like it as an option. I want to see Arizona grow as a state. Like you see – products like Austin Matthews coming out of the desert, you know, to, yeah. to play hockey. It's insane to think about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I feel like the market should be there. It's just not. I think Scottsdale isn't the best place in the world to have the arena. Um, and I, I do still want to see the Nordiques come back, but I don't want to see 33 teams in the league. Like, 32 is the max you should have. max, yeah. And I forget who mentioned it. <clears throat> I think it was on NHL uh, on the fly the other night. They had, they had someone on. They were talking. They were like, if you think about how hard it is to make the playoffs now, there are 32 teams in the league, and it's it hasn't been updated with the number of teams that make the playoffs since there were 24. 16 out of 24 teams made playoffs then, and 16 out of 32 now make it. So yeah. you have now six more teams to compete with to just make those top 16 right. you know, spots. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about the best 16 teams in the league. It's about your division and et cetera, et cetera, but... I thought I thought it was an interesting thing to think about too, but I, I don't really want to see the playoff style change. You know, no. The only thing I I kind of do want to see I, I don't I may I think maybe like uh, if there's something else like a COVID year that comes up, like they could have tested out in the COVID year, do it bracket style, one v sixteen, you know, seven. I mean, eight v nine, instead yeah. of like yeah. you know one yeah. one v four, and Got then it. 
because I, I think that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see like crazy upsets, dude. Like the 16th oh, best God, team in the yeah. NHL just beat the top team. Right. Like the Oilers just got insane. bounced in the first round again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Who would have guessed that? <laughs> we switched this all up and they still lost. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. <laughs> Flaming cities left and right, bro. <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on, we got Carolina's Ian Cole was fined $5,000 for kneeing Winnipeg Mark Shifley, uh, Jacob Slavin, and Tivo Teravainen, uh, the crazy saves against Calgary. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that Holy was nuts, dude. Shit. So Frederick Anderson was kind of down and out on both of these, and uh, Jacob Slavin, as I like to call him, coming back, mm-hmm. blocks like a pass out front. It's going towards the net, and he slides, lays out the stick, and saves it. And then Teravainen is going to like, the back corner. And, like, reaches back with his stick on the backhand, like, presses down on the puck and drags it off the goal line. It was wild, dude. It's going to be an expensive uh, steak dinner for Freddie Anderson. Two yeah. plays he owes. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. He's just, on both plays, Freddie is, like, on the top of the crease and just, like, wide open. And both plays are just, like, diving for it. But like, no, we got to get this out yeah, of Yeah, nuts. The stick saves, too. It's, it's crazy to see. Oh, I love it. Uh, we also saw we were going to dive into skate malfunctions earlier. Sebastian Ajo. Uh, lost his skate blade. It popped out on the ice with these new triggers that they have on these skates. You can basically like swap out your skate blade whenever you want, but it mm. seems like these NHL shots can just fucking knock that thing knock off, it seems like. So Aho had it pop out, and he's literally got... Basically, like for any of you guys that don't play hockey that just listen because you're a fan, um, if you don't have the blade and you have plastic... Uh, like It's plastic, boot, and then the blade. Yeah. That blade comes out. You now have a plastic boot on the ice. You can't get any you traction, get any, any grip. Traction. Yep. And like... I've I've had a similar thing where we both adjusted to having the toe ties now, right? Yep. The uh, elastic ones. Mm-hmm. When you had the skate lace, whenever that came undone and you stepped on it, dude, your skate just comes right up from under you and you like fucking pull your groin. Yeah. So if you're trying to push with that, it's the same feeling on that groin muscle. Um, but anyways, he ends up just putting his his broken skate leg down on the ice, like knee down, and using the right one to to push himself to the bench. Like great effort, but it's crazy to see that. Players are still deciding to use these in the NHL nowadays because we talked earlier, Tuka Rask has it happened. The ref doesn't blow the whistle. They get scored on. And he's like, my skate blade came out and fucking throws it to the ref. But it's not on the referee. You chose that equipment. It malfunctioned, and that's on you. That's kind on of you. Yep. And then the other goalie, was it was Darcy Kemper? Darcy Kemper on or Colorado? Capo Kakinen. It was one no, of those. it was Colorado, it was... so it wasn't Kakinen. Okay, so it was but Darcy Kemper. I think Kemper or one of the other guys had it. the same thing happen. Didn't get scored on, basically got the play to stop and went to the bench and, and adjusted it like in the whistle time, you know? I think it's different, too, for the NHL players. These guys go through equipment left, especially <laughs> skate blades left and mm. right. So it must be easier for, one, them and the equipment managers maybe to just be like, all right, here's the trigger. Let me just fucking quickly, like, you know, move yeah. this. Because before then, it was like these screws that, like, mm-hmm. you need to... They weren't even, like, hex heads or they weren't, like, a screwdriver screw. It was, like, you need a fucking specific tool. It was, like, a specific <laughs> tool for them. It's absurd. And with all the water and shit, if you, like, left it in your bag or for these guys that just, like, kind of leave it around, they rusted. And to, like, having to, like... There is a middle ground, though. There's a middle ground where they didn't rust, but they weren't trigger. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I just think, like, if I'm Tuka Rask, if I'm Sebastian Ajo, or if I'm, you know... Let's let's call it Kemper for now. Mm-hmm. I, I would consider it like now. Tukarask has gotten scored on, and Aho has put his team in a five-on-four situation because of this equipment and the way that it works, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, like yeah, if your skate blade breaks or cracks, you can still at least get to the bench or make a play in net 
with a cracked skate blade. Right. It's just now you have to get it fixed afterwards, you know? Right. Like, it's happened before. Like, before we did this, I, I looked up a uh, – I literally just went on YouTube to look up just, like, skate blades popping off NHL. And there's a 14-minute video of it, ha- like, everything happening. Like, holy shit. But it's happened before then. Like, I think the first video was, like, Tim Thomas – 2000, what, 10, 2011, like back then, which they didn't have the trigger at the time. But now it's happened so frequently That's now. That's the thing. So, like, it's it's been happening, but now it's so frequent now with the trigger uh, finger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. I also think in general they don't make things like they used to. Like, it sounds like such an old man thing to say, but, like, <clears throat> I think that there was, like, a certain dipping point where, like, we had, like, 80s, 90s, like, very high quality things, and this is the going rate to have something nice that'll last you a while. Right. And then, like, companies got towards, like, let's make it much cheaper and make it good enough to last. But, but as a company, we don't look like scumbags, but this is going to last five, 10 years at most, and then it's going to snap, and you have to buy another one. So you've now paid twice as much and had two of them. Right. To cover the same thing as the old shit, you know what right. I mean? So well, that's just my old man mentality on things. No, no, I think you're right. I feel too. like I see that. Because why would a company charge you something for a decent price that will mm. last you forever? When yeah, it's just like the mentality is just like, well, we want this customer back. Let's make something like really good, but also probably won't last forever. And, you know? and know what I love, but also doesn't entirely make sense to me is lifetime warranties. LL Bean, their bags, like their backpacks, Unreal. they're they're a hiking company, and if anything goes wrong with it, even if it's just like beat up, beat to shit, dirty, dusty, like whatever. You can you could have brought it back to them and they would give you a brand new one for free. Like here's the same like, model, but here you go. You don't need a receipt. You yeah. don't need nothing. You have our bag. I have I had an old bag from like my middle school time mm-hmm. when my mom got me an LL Bean bag and literally when I first started work back in 2012, 2013, uh, I think around 2015, actually, uh, someone I worked with was telling me about it, and there's one in denim. Yeah, that's and the story. I took it and brought them. Like, hey, do you guys uh, redo LL Bean books, uh, LL Bean bags? And so I showed him, and he just took it for me. He goes, "I can give you a brand new one, or we mm-hmm. can fix this." And I got mm-hmm. a brand new LL yeah. Bean bag. So they recently did away with it. Like, I think companies came out with it initially, and were like, "I don't really understand the idea behind it. Like, why would I think? Yeah, yeah. If, if anything's wrong with this, I'll just give you another one for free. So yeah. that's the same guy can come in and get four of them for the price of one." But, like, now they've done away with it, which kind of makes sense. It's like, this isn't profitable to do. Why no, would we do that? Right. But um, any company that does that, it's, like, super, like, respectable. I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. My There was a sunglass company. I forget what, what brand it was. But sunglasses, like, that's, like, the best thing to do. But the only issue is, like, for me at least, sunglasses lost, not stolen, but lost or stolen is typically, like, how sunglasses are lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you kind of SOL if you can't bring me the pair. You yeah, know? right. So, exactly. I don't know. That was a, a wild tangent we just went on. But <laughs> how about that? How about some yeah, LL Beans We talked sunglasses. about sunglasses and LL Beans and a hockey podcast. Content right there, yeah, buddy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Rambling, dude. Just had like. <laughs> it was good, though. Yeah. We went from skate malfunction. How the fuck do we go from skate malfunction to LL Bean and sunglasses? Yeah, man. We're it's good. Just, That's yeah. how good we are. Old you know? man mentality. Yep. Um, I wanted to move this, but apparently not. Go yeah, ahead. we'll, we'll, Go ahead. we'll skip it. We'll, all right, we'll skip it. So Edmonton's Chris Russell was given. Uh, oh, sorry, you moving that. Uh, Edmonton's Chris Russell was given the first ever pair of silver plated shin pads and plaque, gifted to him by teammates for reaching two thousand block shots, which is an NHL record that we talked about last 
week. Uh, this thing is cool as shit. I'm going to put an image down here. It's like a plaque and then silver plated um, shin pads. And I love the comments when this came out. It just like should have a like silver plated like cup or like something like that for the balls he needs. <laughs> yeah, to no do shit. all that. Uh, no which shit. is ironic for what you said when we talked oh, about Oh, someone it. commented that? Yeah, someone commented that. No way, that's that. like, hilarious. No shit. I, when you sent me that, I was like, bro, it should be a that. fucking silver plated cup. <laughs> fucking balls. He has to block 2,000 NHL shots. I Sicko mode. love that thing. And it's cool as shit that the whole uh, team came together and like made him that. It's really cool. I don't think you could see it on the uh, photo I'm going to have down here, but it says by team that he's played with how many block shots he's that was had cool. per team yeah. which i yep. thought was really cool i yeah. love i love how they did that honestly bro like i respect him enough that i would buy an edmonton russell jersey oh because heartbeat. like that's like your defenseman you know what i mean like if you think about it like that like as a goalie it's like that's my guy you yeah. know what i mean this, I give this fucking guy steak dinner every night yeah <laughs> nuts dude so that that was awesome to see uh you see silver sticks given out a lot for the thousand games played mark for players yeah um it's really unique to see a pair of shin pads i, shin I pads. thought they were sharp looking really yeah. nice like sick individual trophy to keep in in your house that like no one else in the world no has. one else in the world has yeah no one nuts yeah, the first ever. Pretty cool uh, call-up situation here for St. Louis, too. Nathan Walker, an emergency call-up for St. Louis with all the COVID shit they have going on there. He gets called up to the roster and gets a fucking hat trick against Detroit. Hattie, buddy. The third one was sick, too. The tip that he had? Yeah. Unreal, Unreal. Dude. He was a absolute beast in this game. I don't know if he just, like, emergency call-up, maybe... I'm trying to think of the mentality for that too. It's like maybe, what, what maybe, did uh, what did the announcer keep saying? He scored the first one. I think he said, "Holy jumping!" Yeah, that what he holy said? jumping. That was like his thing, and he said the, it every time he Saint, scored. The St. Louis Blues <laughs> announcers always go always says "holy jumping." No way, like, I never noticed thing. that. Yep. That's such a weird uh, thing to say. But yeah, Nathan Walker came in just absolutely ready to go again. That tip, that third yeah. goal hat trick tip was something special, dude. I like the first name Nathan a lot. And the last name Walker is kind of sick, dude. Yeah. Like Johnny Walker, like that's that's a nice last name. That's cool. I love it compared to Al Gall. Love it. I, I mean, what else is it? When you hear Walker, you think Johnny, no? Yeah, you got a good point. There you go. We're or Walker, Alex. Texas Ranger. That's the other thing, right? That's about it. That's about it. About <laughs> as far we go. Well, Walking Dead. Walker, though. They, oh, they call they them call Walkers? Walkers? I don't yeah. watch that shit. Yeah, I watched the first season. All right, we're going to go on a tangent yeah, again No, here. We're, we're not going on a tangent anymore because I'm going to go on a tangent of how I made it to, like, season seven okay. and it was like, fuck this show. Okay. Fuck you for wasting my time. No, I'm not going on a tangent right now. I can't. That's what I thought. All right, we'll leave it. But that's what I thought after season one. I was like, this is a waste of time. No, I loved it all the way up to, like, five, six. And after that, I'm like, what are you doing? All right, no, no more tangents. No, <laughs> no moving on. No, can't do it anymore. Um... So, no, we'll, we'll skip the Ovechkin Crosby debate because I do. Uh, I want to get more information on that. And maybe talk about it next uh, next episode. Is that all right? No, we got to do that. We'll do <sighs> that. Do okay. do the Subban thing first. So Malcolm Subban got his first game as a Saber. He ended up losing six to two versus Carolina, which is classic uh, Malcolm Subban fashion. This guy sucks. First round draft pick. <laughs> Dude, the only two goalies to ever be drafted in the first round, like since Subban got drafted, is him and Spencer Knight. So there's fucking like night and day for you, kind of thing. Literally. But, like what? Night and day. Oh, I love it, dude. Love it. K and I just love it, bro. Yep. I thought you meant like night and day, like Subban's stats are so bad and his are so good. Nope. That's that's the other part of it too. <laughs> Nuts though. Like two fucking first round picks. Um, but I I just think like why did the Sabres pick him up to play him? You have two goalies, man. Like Anders Anderson, right? Yeah. Like just send him to the minors, give him some more time. Nothing is going to help Subban more than the minors. Like, 
it, it's been so long now that like, dude, there's no other option. Like, you gotta stay in the minors and get it together, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking a. We didn't trade for you to play you. We traded for you so you could go to the minors, buddy. Yeah, that's my thought process. I don't know. He he hasn't been a great goalie. Uh, Any opinions? Our our um. So one of our fans here, uh, Alex, was telling me that uh, right before he got traded, he was almost able to meet uh, Malcolm Subban. And, uh, yeah, he was pumped about it, which makes sense. But we were just talking. I, when we were talking, I was just like, listen, he needs to – for Malcolm Subban, he – I think with the name Subban, they just threw – like after he got drafted, he got thrown in here in the NHL. Well, the other you know? aspect of it is he's so highly touted, and then you get taken in the first round. That is so much pressure. And then you think about the two most like high pressure positions in sports. It's Goalie. number one, ho- uh, sorry, football quarterback, and number two is hockey goal. Yeah, for sure. It, it's and unreal. Now it's your first round pick, and like you've been talked about since you were fucking like thirteen. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. No, so I think for Subban, I know we're shitting on him, but at the same time, I think for a team that really wants him to grow, I think they should send him down to the AHL, mm-hmm. let him grow there, let him get his time there, and then ever Dude, so often he got bring him up. rattled. You know? It was like the first four or five games he played, he let up like 30 goals. It's man. this type of shit, though, for these for these uh, goalies that, like, you know, they're just not it breaks ready them, for it. Yeah. It breaks them. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're out of the NHL. They're, they, like, they're just buried in mm-hmm. some AHL, OHL team, and but that's the, it. But, like, this guy Nathan Walker that gets called up, scores a hat trick his first game. Now his stock's through the roof. They're not going to, like, send him back down, or they sell high on him to another team kind of right. thing. Like, that's how this thing goes, and it kind of sucks to see, but, like, they're just fucking cogs in the machine. Right, exactly. So let's dive into the Ovechkin-Crosby debate we've been putting off for about three weeks. So okay. <laughs> I am going to rattle off right here. Um, Ovechkin versus Crosby careers. So uh, Sportsnet posted, would you rather have Ovechkin's career or Crosby's career? And now when I look at this, this isn't the question that I'm looking to answer between the two of us. I would rather see who do you think is the better NHL player. Mm-hmm. Like, just I'm just going to leave it at that, interpret it as you will kind okay. of thing, all right? I so got Sidney Crosby if you want to do Ovechkin. All right, perfect. So here's Ovechkin's career, right? One Stanley Cup, three Hart Trophies, nine Rocket Richards, a Conn Smythe, an Art Ross, an 05-06 Calder Trophy, which is the AHL's like championship, uh, eight times first NHL All-Star team, four times second NHL All-Star team, 05-06 All-Rookie team, a three times Lester B. Pearson Award, which I have no fucking clue what that is. <laughs> he has 1,223 games played, 750 goals, 611 assists, and 1,361 points. All right. All right, fans. Uh, take that all in. Now I want to tell you Sidney Crosby's. Sidney Crosby's career so far, he's got three Stanley Cups, two Hart Trophies, two Conn Smythe Trophies, two Art Ross Trophies, two Rocket Rashad Trophies, three Lester P. Pearson Awards. Uh, still don't know, still what, know what the hell that is. <laughs> uh, three first uh, NHL All-Star, All-Star teams, four second NHL All-Star teams, a 2005-2006 All-Star Rookie Team, one-time Mark Messier Leadership Award. He's played 1,052 games, 490 goals, 848 assists, and 1,338 points. So compare that to Ovechkin. If you wanted to compare stats, uh, I think Ovechkin, besides the Stanley Cup, is uh, the obvious choice in my mind. But if you want to go all-around player... I'm going to need you to repeat that, actually. I'm sorry. I was reading about the... I know. I was looking at your face. I know. I'm sorry. So the <laughs> Lester B. Pearson Award 
is now known as the Ted Lindsay Award, which I have heard more often. Oh, yeah, Ted Lindsay Award, okay. It's awarded annually to the NHL's most outstanding player in the regular season. Yeah, there we go. That's funny. Ted Lindsay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Lester B. Peterson, motherfucker. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> All right, repeat what you just said. <laughs> so, I said, if you want to compare stats like this, I feel like Ovechkin is definitely the guy to go to, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go all-around player, I would say this season, especially in general, Ovechkin is still the guy to go to. Oh, really? Okay. Because yep. I would say, if you're looking at these stats that we just rattled off, I would rather be Crosby because he has three cups, and that's the most important thing you can do is raise the cup. Mm-hmm. Ovi's only done it once. Right. Um, and then when I look at, like, number-wise, they have almost the exact same points, which is wild to me. 1361 versus 1338, Ovechkin right. over Crosby. But look at the game's play. I want to stop you right there. Yeah. Not one one player cannot win the cup. It's got to be an entire team. Yeah. Right. So the Pittsburgh Penguins for a while were a, were a franchise. Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, Sidney Crosby, you had Latang. Yeah, had, exactly. Ovechkin has Ovechkin had has no had help. No help at all. And has still put up the same numbers as Crosby. But mm. the next stat I was going to get to, they have almost the same amount of points. Crosby has two hundred and uh, almost 200 less games played than Ovechkin, mm-hmm. but also has a little more than half as many goals. So, like, Crosby's more of the assist guy, played less games. Yep. And still has almost the same amount of points. Oh, yeah. Whereas Ovi's like the more pure goal scorer mm-hmm. in this regard. Right. At the end of the day, I still say Ovechkin because he's like the guy that gets the job done. done. Whereas yeah. Crosby is like the build-around guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he doesn't necessarily need a Malkin to put the puck in the net. No. But the assist that he has, he needs someone to put someone the puck in the net. The you know, net. it doesn't matter who you put him on. No. You can put him on the fourth line of the Penguins and like just and he'll go build up ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yep. and get guys points. Mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, who's the better player? I still say Alex Ovechkin. I think so too. But like it just stinks to see that the resume of Crosby blows Ovi's out of the water, dude. Yeah. Just having three cups in general, it's mm-hmm. like your one cup doesn't fucking matter, buddy. Like, I have three. That's nuts. Right. You know? You don't see anyone that has three fucking cups anymore. No, you don't. They, again, they're absolute – they're they're a fucking dynasty, mm-hmm. Penguins, for a while. They were, yeah. That's when were. Matt Murray was on fire. You had Fleury. You had – I could name you fucking like everyone on the team. They just they just had the team. Whereas Washington, they didn't really have the team. They kind of like they kind of like 2011 Bruins their way there with Holpe. Yeah, Holpe was on a heat stick. Yeah, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. So kind of nuts. I'm glad we didn't put that off another week. Uh, oh, there is one more page <laughs> of Ovechkin too. Okay. Um, let me see. I just resent it to us. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. He is the second fastest in NHL history to reach 750 goals. Uh, behind Brett Hull, who took 741 games to reach 750 goals. Unreal. Oh no, no, I did that so wrong. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how to read this. I can't read. Sorry, too many beers. Anyways, second fastest to reach 750 goals. What a fucking hero. I love, love this it. guy. I love this it. This guy's a fucking sicko. Just absolutely love it right here. Cool. All right, so we got two things left. Um, Three things left. Oh yeah, that's right. We. Uh, the salary cap for next season. This is big fucking news, like mind blowing news. Mind blowing news. They might be it's able going to sign to be one more player. Increased. Hold from on. Eighty-two point five million. Okay. To eighty. 
3.5 million. Holy 1 million dollar increase next year. That's another league minimum sign on the books, baby. Woo! Let's go. Get it, baby. Sick. Might be 750k Sick. some player save some money right there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Teams... Put Char on your roster for free oh, now, buddy. Oh my god. Teams are going to be fucking flying with this million dollars oh, yeah. right here. The Leafs are still kind of SOL. Oh. And Tampa's about 16 oh. mil over that, Love but this news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Toronto's still not having a good time right now, by the way. I don't know. One mil? <laughs> wow. That's a lot of money right there. There we go, baby. It's a lot of money. A lot of money for us. It's fucking 10 years salary for both of us. <laughs> I'll take that. If you want to give us a 20 uh, years salary, salary, bro. Fuck. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's a lot of money. Uh, so to go back on to the Malcolm <laughs> Subban conversation, uh, I'm somewhat of a kind of getting back into wrestling, I guess, because of YouTube. They're just like... Here's some stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch it, and Jesus. I'm riddle me into That's it. That's the last thing I do. And listeners out there, I want to survey. If YouTube's like, here's some stuff, do you watch it or do you not watch it? Because I don't watch it, dude. The shit you have on here before we like watch, I'm like, what the fuck are we watching right now? One, for the listeners, I don't have cable. I got rid of it all together. YouTube, I like grew up on that shit, so I'm just like YouTube and hockey, and that's it. Anyway, anyway. CM Punk on AEW calling out the fans of New York Islanders. Uh, he goes, Chicago was so much louder uh, as the crowd boos him. That's all you got? Somebody called Barry Trotz. I figured out why the Islanders have yet to win a game in this building, which is hysterical, by the way. Uh, the Islanders are 0-7 at UBS Arena, which Fucking made insane. that hilarious. Uh, I'll, I'll cover that next week. Okay, so... So CM Punk is from Chicago. He came back to wrestling after like I think six, seven years after like leaving the WWE. And so when he came back to AEW in Chicago, it was like the massive blow up, man. Like in I would say wrestling history, like the Chicago arena was fucking like shaking. But I don't know why here he was like uh, a bad guy. So this doesn't make sense to me why they're booing the shit out of him. Wrestling's whack. But uh, that's just to explain why they're booing him. I don't it know is, why. It People is pretty funny. Him. Like, yeah. the New York Islanders, if you're going to try to be, like, the heel, like, on Long Island, like, that's really all you can do. Yeah. just Other just than just, like, the shit Islanders. on the New York accent. Like, well, what like, else are you going to shit on? Cool, we maybe shit the on Mets, anyway. Yeah. Maybe the Mets, but, like, everyone knows the Mets suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're just saying shit we already know. <laughs> All right, so you want to do this next one? Yeah, so there was a sick um, Zidane Chara and Trennan fight uh, in the New York Islanders-Nashville game. Trennan had a big hit on, actually, New York Islanders player Sebastian Ajo, which I remembered after we Googled it, but I was like, dude, who is the Ajo player? I completely forgot. And they both have the same fucking name. There's a Sebastian Ajo on New York Islanders and Carolina Hurricanes. So (laughs) it'd be interesting to see them on the same team because, like, we were talking about, like, what would they do? Because usually, like, if they have the same last name, you just do first initial, but they have the same first initial. So, like, Eric And the same first whole name. So it's like, do you do middle initial and hope they have, like, different middle names? Different middle names. But this, this fight was wild, dude. Trennan actually got his jersey pulled over his head, like, turtled. Not, like... You know, grab the back of the jersey over the head. It was like just like his head was stuck inside of his jersey, and Chara just fucking clobbered him. Went to town where he thought his face was, and then eventually the refs separate, break it up. Chara's yelling at him about about the hit probably, and then as he's getting off the ice, like 
He pulls the jersey down over his head, and there's just blood, blood pouring. Everywhere. It's like, oh, man, he got fucking Chara clobbered. got him good. For, for an old guy, man, Chara fucking leaned Dude, into him. they did a sports science on it. Like, with the reach that Daniel Chara has, the muscle mass, everything about him statistically, just, like, if he cocks back all the way and comes across with it, like, if he connects on, like, the absolute haymaker that he can throw, he could, like, literally kill someone, which is nuts. Just because of, like, honestly, the reach that he has. Like, they say your height. Divided by two is is your like you know your your reach with yeah. your arm, that's like fucking he's six nine so that's like three, three and three quarters three something quarters, like that feet like that. I don't know some shit like that but I'm like dude that's fucking wild you could just kill someone if you wanted to <laughs> he just doesn't just holds back that's how I look at it like he gets in a fight and he's like all right we gotta throw these half punches I can't really yeah, fucking I can't unload. Really kill you right now imagine dude imagine right. if you just laying dudes out on stretchers every night <clears throat> never tell you how he came out and said how he trained his father used to take like this big pole and put it in like a bucket of cement dude checks are wild then he used to just like just literally just swing a pole with a bucket of cement and like that was his training I've never heard that I knew that he rode his bike to the arena every day when he was on the when he was on the Bruins really Isn't that nuts he lived in like North End and would ride his bike all the way there eh, it's not for, that like bad. cardio no it, it's pretty far like I wouldn't fucking do well, it well part of the North End far but it's Char oh, so he's in. like I don't give a shit yeah one um, stride and he goes fucking 20 miles I had a buddy that was uh, very high up with um, karate or like martial arts some shit like that and one of the training methods he had was literally a stick like this Yep. A fucking rope and a bag of sand. And his training method was this. Hold it in front of him, roll the bag up, and roll the bag down. And ah, just keep doing it. And his forearms are fucking rock I'm solid. sure his core, too, because yeah. like, when you hold it. Yeah, dude, wild. Huh, interesting. But yeah, Char, Char's a sicko, dude. Still fucking beating fools at pull-ups and nonsense. I wish I could pull my fat ass up once. Hey, can't you even, did You can't did even pull my gym. fat ass out of bed. You did enter the gym, though. <laughs> I, I got... did. I was actually there at 5.30 a.m. the last couple weeks. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. You randomly texted me, like, uh, me and my friend Joe go to the same gym. We're just like, hey, what did you say? He goes, I'm, I'm, like, what time you guys go there? What time you guys go there? Like, why do you care? And he goes, because I, I fucking I go there now. Like, okay, <laughs> I go cool. there now. Like, go I there wish now. I said that. That's hard to <laughs> move. Why do you care? I go there now. Uh, no, but yeah, I've been going at like 5.30 a.m. It's fucking, it's actually a lot busier than I expected. There's like 20, 25 people in there at 5.30. Oh, like, wow, dude, that's kind of a lot. That's a lot of people. Probably hardos. like pre-work. Do you get a lot of nurses? I don't know. Uh, when I go. The, what, do you want me to take a survey? Who the fuck you... would you ask that? I've been at the gym for two weeks. Are they a lot of nurses that showed up in scrubs working out, bro? Like. I see a lot of nurses, yeah. What, in scrubs? Yeah, they come oh, in, in they, scrubs and change. get changed, yeah. I don't watch people get changed. I'm not a weirdo. What? What do you think I... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Jesus. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> bro, there's male nurses too, dude. You don't think male nurses coming in and scrubs getting changed? You got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check them out. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, dude, 5.30. I was like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of people here for 5.30. You guys are animals. I'm like, I've only been here for a couple days, but how are you? <laughs> uh, let's move on to the last topic of tonight. And because uh, we're in the middle of getting canceled, and uh, this is our last episode. Some, some bad things. Fifty-two yeah. episodes, just like a deck of cards, buddy. And it just just ended in one night. Here we go. So Canada Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announces diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Olympics. Uh, they join USA, UK, and Australia in the boycott. Uh, athletes will still be able to compete. Uh, NHL doesn't want their play- sorry does not want to send their players and will be discussed today. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm sure maybe tomorrow, the next following day, we'll might probably hear something about it. And then uh, 
uh, adding to this news too, Lennon did come out before all this even happened and said he will not play for Sweden. I think it was, for him it was more of a personal thing with COVID and yeah. stuff. He just wanted to stay home and socially distance. So on Twitter, uh, he came out and said, uh, it took a long time to talk. Um, NHLPA said I can't go after the stunt I pulled on Twitter this season. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> said, took a long time to make decision with my psychiatrist and family. My well-being has to come first. And being locked down and not knowing what happens if you test positive yeah. is too much of a risk for me. Uh, Sweden has Sweden will have a great team, and Markstrom is a beast. Hope you understand. And yes, Markstrom is a beast, and they'll be they'll be good to go. Yeah, we but don't need we uh, <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen right now. There's so many teams, dude. And diplomatic boycott is the dumbest thing in the world. Scheduling the Olympics to be in Beijing is the dumbest thing in the world. Yep. The Chinese government is fucked, and the shit they're pulling with Hong Kong and genocide and this fucking Olympic athlete that has gone missing is bullshit. Fuck China. Yeah. China China's not looking China's not looking good, bud. No. And I think it's such like and I, I mean I don't mean this in like a you know, like a swear word way. Pussyfooting around the issue is fucking bullshit of the USA, UK, Australia, and Canada to do this. A diplomatic boycott, but you're still sending athletes. Athletes, you're to not go boycotting there? anything. You're not boycotting anything. You're letting them go there, but you're saying like, like oh, oh, well, we're not, I, I don't really understand. It. What does that mean? Like the the government officials aren't going to go to China, right? Like human what? rights does not exist in China. By the way, there's a oh, reason why. Bo- there's a reason why they're boycotting this shit. China is just. I'm all for this boycott. I don't think people should go. I think it should just, you know, not happen. I mean, I think it should be up. I mean, at the end of the day, it makes sense for, like, if you look at it, the grand scheme of things, like a diplomatic boycott in the sense of, like, these athletes have trained for the past four years to go to the Winter Olympics and, yeah. and do them in Beijing. And for us to just be like, no, we're not going to do it. Do this. But it's not like China wasn't pulling this shit four years ago. No. Like, maybe you should have said at the time, like, hey, Beijing, we're not fucking going there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe we don't have the Olympics in Beijing. Right. Or I don't know what else, but, like, the athletes at the end of the day, in my opinion, should be, like, I, I mean, yeah. now you get into a personal aspect of it. But right, right. I, if I were an athlete and I trained the last four years of my life, it would be a very hard decision, but I'd be like, dude, fuck China. I was, going, I was going through, uh, when, you, when we were talking about this, I was thinking about um, – World War Two because uh, they had the Olympics in Germany with uh, Hitler and everything. And in my head, I'm just like, but information doesn't spread as fast as it does today. Like we know yeah. everything's going yeah. on so fast, and uh, the whole Jesse Owens thing when he won, man, was just a huge, you know, uh, powerful signal uh, to uh, Nazi Germany at the time, where everyone still, I don't think there was a boycott at all. They just still did it. But now that information does spread and people. Knows Dude, what's going on. What's wild to me too is even Sochi Olympics. Like there was the do you remember the fiasco with the opening ceremonies when one of the five rings on the Olympic symbol didn't light up? Do you remember oh, that? Oh yeah, that's right. Do you know yeah. what happened? No. The guy that fucked up and I don't know what happened, like if he was in charge of the lights or that specific ring or what, that it didn't go off, was found dead the next morning Whoa. in Sochi. Yeah. The government doesn't give a fuck in Russia and China. They just kill you. Like Poop. we don't we don't care. We're done. Putin, China, baby. Just, wild, dude. Nope. Wild. Putin doesn't deal with that shit. I'm, I'm not the going there, dude. I'm staying uh, North in, Korea in these too. borders. Yeah, North Korea don't give a shit. Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. Honey Badger don't really don't give a shit. Yeah. I think Putin doesn't give a shit. Honey Badger. <laughs> don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh what, boy. A, what an episode! Boys. What an episode this has been. We have gone through some shit on this episode. I feel like we've like not 
avoided controversial coming up to this, but like at the same ha- handled time, handled it like in a professional way and not really opinionated ourselves. But like, I mean, we had no choice but to opinionate no ourselves yeah. this week. I feel this like this is our uh, opinion. I don't know. Yeah. You want to cancel me for it? Cancel me for it. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I'll, I'll still be selling beer tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt'll still be riding I the train. St- I still have a job. <laughs> yeah. Toot 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 toot. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, these are comfortable. I again, this is like the fucking eighth. In a row where we've had, I guess, a controversial slash like hard topic to talk about, and in this in this uh, <clears throat> episode, I feel like uh, I'm definitely deserving so for a um, to at least express my opinion, especially on uh, National Predator's tweet. Uh, I think I had a solid opinion on that, where I think we both of us have come out uh, and in support of not only. In support of black players, but indigenous women's players, we constantly talk about them. We're constantly talking about how we we want everyone in the hockey community to be open with everything, and um, you know we're we're all uh, embracing. Uh, fuck, I still can't think of the word I'm thinking of here. But you know we're we're all in this together. You know we're we're all one uh, in a with and. Fuck, I can't think of the word. It's going to hit me on top oh, come of Come on. I, we got to figure it out, dude. What are you trying to say here, huh? Diversity, fucking acceptance, acceptance. inclusion. There we go. Accepted. Inclusion and are acceptance. Are you shitting me, Here dude. we go. You couldn't come up with those it's, two no, words? No, inclusion was it. Inclusion was I it. I fucking We're hate all you. Inclusion. All inclusive. Inclusive. Jesus Christ, I can't stand you. Fucking A. I'm, I am not all inclusive because I fucking hate Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I get that every day, by the way, for all the fans listening in. Oh, so man. you know I'm just what, kidding, buddy, I yeah. include you. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, there we go. I mean, I, it, it's just like it feels like you you're allowed to express your opinion as long as it's like accepting of the norm. Like you need to be part of the majority to have your opinion out there now. Right. And like I feel like Matt and I on this Nashville subject are part of the minority that think like. Oh no, we're, we're part of the majority that think that it was okay for them to tweet it. Yeah, I don't if think you, so. It, go go on like Instagram. Go on their Instagram. Their tweet. There is a majority of people that are all for okay. the Nashville, but there is also a huge amount of people as well saying, you know, Nashville, go fuck yourself. And yeah, so then how do you know it's about. a majority? Just if you go on, the, you just said there's a huge amount of people that say it's not okay. There's a huge amount of people that say it's not okay, but there's no even bigger a bigger majority other. that says, hey, we're with you, Nashville. I'm assuming by all the likes, there's like 3,000 likes on like each comment that says. I think that's also just because he flames some guy and it's fucking hilarious because <laughs> whenever you flame someone online, it's like so good. Like, <laughs> it's great. But I, I, it's just it's just weird, man. Like, Let's take a shot. Let's take a shot. I can't even think of words in this episode. And All right. Inclusion and acceptance, Matthew. Inclusion and acceptance. That's it. I'm gonna write that down. So yeah, I you know should. It next time. Put that. Put that. In I'm gonna your have fucking, a fucking nightmare. Put that, about that in your thesaurus. I'm gonna smoke text it. you at three in the morning and be like, "Dude, I woke up sweating because inclusive <laughs> ran- randomly went through my head." So uh, cheers. I have. Oh, he's not gonna like this. This is gonna be good, boys. I'm gonna hate this. Are so, you this? Dark roast. You radio listeners are gonna get something too. Oh, I'm gonna throw like up. I've I have been smelling yours by the way. Uh, yeah, the right. Like half hour. When I poured it, I was like, "That's all I smell, and I don't want to take this." He's got caramel. What? Caramel Soco. We're still trying to get through all the shitty liquor in my basement, so I have put a an embargo on nips 
the trade embargo. They're not trading <laughs> their liquid into my mouth for another week or two. Um, but next week, we have one more episode for you guys. We're going to yeah. drop on the 20th. And then we'll be taking a week off for Christmas. So we'll, we'll be back to record on New Year's. we still got to figure out a date for that. I'm thinking the 30th, Thursday. Maybe. Because the 31st is Friday, which is New Year's Eve. Yeah. All right. Something like that. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Ew. bud. Yep. Oh, can't wait for this. Ready? Do it. Don't yell. Don't yell. Oh, my God. Is it good? Uh, did, you, did you tell them you had Smirnoff Espresso? I, I, uh, my God. Why would you make that? This is probably the worst one. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That is fucking awful. That's... It, what does it read? It's dark espresso? Yeah, Smirnoff espresso. It's 100 proof, so it's 50%. Oh, my God. This caramel is starting <laughs> to taste like... Um, a little ASMR for you guys. starting to taste like uh, like Cocoa Krispies, the aftertaste. That I is think. fucking rancid. No, I, I've... Have I had worse? No. I think so. I think when you bought those random whiskey ones, not like... Yeah, those whiskey ones are bad. What did that, you buy? What was the bad one? I forget. There was like Sailor Jerry. Canadian. Oh, there was also was bad. Canadian. Sailor Jerry was rum. Oh, there was another one. I can't remember. It was a shitty cheap uh, whiskey one. Oh, God. Yeah, this one's no good, though. Oh. Where's some root beer? I sent that. So I sent a picture to Tommy, our friend Tommy. Yeah, he's like, this is good. I'm yeah, like, that's really Matt good. has no idea what he's in for. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is rancid. Why, Smirnoff? Why would you make this? You oh. want to know why? So you can get fucked up, dude. 100 proof gets you banged up quick. Yeah, that I've been doing uh, Tito's and uh, Cran over here. Yeah, I wouldn't be here for a little bit after this. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Might be taking a nap in the truck. Hope, hope your couch is open. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, uh, let's call it out. Um... Yeah, that's probably our last episode. Post post canceled on the Boston Herald. Tomorrow. Bozo to bozo for real. Bozo to bozos, just done. Fifty two episodes, like a deck of cards, buddy. You calling us out, or am I? You can call us out. Thanks everyone for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Maybe peace. Uh-huh.